How are you? Where are you? I'm hot, Shelley. I am in a pool. And actually, I'm making the splash with my elbow because when you're podcasting while you're sitting in a pool, you don't really want to get your hands wet because you've got your recorder and you've also got a bit of a notebook that you're trying to keep dry as well, if possible. So it's kind of quite difficult. But we're in a pool in Madrid and we're doing this in a pool because it's so damn hot. It's like 40 degrees or something. I was <laughs> cycling yesterday and it was nine in the morning and it was already 30 degrees at that time. So I think it's around midday at the moment. So it's positively steaming. There is no other place that you can really podcast in the city other than in a pool. Welcome to the How Are You, Where Are You podcast. This is an audio travelogue of our adventures by bike as we ride from London to the Hutt Valley of New Zealand over the course of around 20 months. The European leg of our adventure, it's over. We cycled more than 4,000 kilometres from our former home in London all the way to Lisbon. We're in Madrid in order to catch a flight to Cuba and that's the start of the next leg of our adventure in Central America. From there, we head to Mexico and then we're just going to ride all the way south down to Argentina. This time that we've um, been spending in Madrid has been quite a good opportunity to reflect on the trip so far. So we've been away for how many months is it now? Almost three months um, since we left London. Um, So we thought we would sum uh, sum some of it up by handing out like best and worst awards for the trip. But first, I think um, Baden wanted to fill you in on some of the stats it's a stat attack (laughs) so in total uh over the last uh what is it three months we're talking about so we cycled 4,271 kilometers i'm sorry i don't have a decimal place for you on that one but uh uh, the meters climbed so this is like the number of uh vertical meters that we climbed into the sky that's 37,145 meters oh my so you can divide that by eight and a half, Shelley, can't you? Because that's Everest. So let's see, like four and a half Everests. Yeah, four four and a half Everests. Four. Yeah, and we we were actually cycling for two hundred and eighty-five hours. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. So that's that's what that's what we've done in that time. But but that was is that just moving time or is that? Yeah, I think that's moving time. So it's actually more than that that we were on our bikes. Yeah, maybe well, st- standing by the roadside arguing, for example. Yeah. Okay, well, maybe we should make that 287 hours. <laughs> drinking two hours of arguing in total. At least. <laughs> and then uh, we had 77 days of the actual cycling trip from London to Lisbon. It's been more than that because um, we've had these last 10 days or so not doing anything. And of those 77 days of cycling, we had 16 uh, days of rest. Oh, okay. So um, that's roughly 60, well, it is it's definitely 61 days of cycling. Yeah. And that's five hours cycling a day. Okay. That adds you up to that 285 it level. It so bad when you put it like that. Yeah. And, it, you know, five hours cycling a day, six days a week, 30 <laughs> hours. We're not even doing like a full 40-hour. It's a part-time job, this whole cycling lark, isn't it? <laughs> Um, I also like went back and tallied up the number of nights we spent in old Terry, our friend Terry, uh, deep inside Terry in, his, okay. in the inner sanctum, and we uh, we did 38 nights in Terry, the Hilleberg, 
uh, tent. Wow. Yeah, and um, oh, the other the other amazing thing of these seventy seven days of cycling, mm-hmm. we were also hosted by uh, nineteen warm showers hosts. Oh, wow. So nineteen different uh, households invited us into their home and fed us and watered us and. Entertained us. Entertained us. <laughs> I mean, that was, that's brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty. That's that's the best part. Yeah, and you've actually been looking at uh, the fiscal side of things. You're called the uh, what are the budget czar <laughs> on this trip? That's the, the nickname. And so you've calculated how much money we've spent. Yeah, I mean, it, it it's really it's April, May, and June, so it does count some time in Lisbon. Um, and gee, when you stop cycling and and just hang out in a city, the money just goes. But um, all up, it's looking like it's about four thousand pounds for um, three months. Um, and when we looked at the breakdown of what we spent money on, half of that money was spent on food. That's two thousand pounds. <laughs> Two thousand pounds on food. I mean, in London, what would we spend on groceries in a week? What was our avocado order? Um, it was about sixty pounds. Oh yeah, Six, sixty pounds at avocado. Oh, remember avocado? <laughs> that was awesome. Someone brought the food to you. I don't think we'll ever live like that again. No. Shopping at online shopping and I don't know. That's kind of, it's I think hard it, to imagine. You can do it in New Zealand, but it probably costs lots. Um, and. We, so we spent half of the money on food and 36% on accommodation. So, yeah. wow. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, not, it's, it's pretty good going for well, this much time away. We're under budget anyway, so that's yeah. the main thing. And also, I think, some, uh, I think some other cycle tourists would look at that and go, whoa, you guys have been on the Ritz. <laughs> yeah, spending a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, there'll be a lot of people who who not thinking that we're as cool as we think we are. No, I think um, we've been pretty comfortable and whenever we've been hungry, we've picked out, so. Yeah. I'm looking at you. <laughs> There's been no expense spared on pastries. <laughs> well, we're up to 10 or 11 days um, since we finished in Lisbon and there's been a little bit of cycling in and around there, but mostly we've been off the bike um it's but it still feels like it's going to take a lot longer in order to kind of process the first part of the trip that we've done so far and sort of understand what impact it might have had on us but i the, some of the things that i've been thinking about in the last week or so have been you know we just talked about um how much we spent and you know the fact is that you could do it a lot cheaper obviously but when i just think about um being able to sort of travel for a long period of time i just I can't see another way that we would be able to do it without the bikes and the tent. I, d- I just, I can't believe, you know, for me, 4,000 in three months, that's in traveling in Europe and having a really great time. That's not much to spend. No, uh, we, we did pretty well. Wasn't, wasn't it Elena in Guimaraes who was saying um, uh, that they went on a cycle touring trip or they went on a trip with their family for a week and they spent like 2,000 euros or something? Yeah, but th- they were saying that was mostly because they were on hotels. Yeah, so right. it's the tent, you know. When mm. Remember when I brought that, when, when I first bought the tent mm. and firstly I bought it um, earlier than you wanted to buy it. You know, I bought it like, you know, maybe 18 months oh, in advance. it was on sale. It was on sale and I said, no, the, the tent um, buying season st- um, <laughs> starts in the next week so we've got to buy it now while it's at this cheap knockoff winter price. Yeah. And uh, and then what we spent a fair bit of money on that was like seven oh, nice. or eight hundred pounds. Yeah. You're like what? But the thing is, 
Terry has kind of paid for himself already when you look at it like that. Yes, that's true. That yeah. is very true. Another thing that I've been thinking about is um, how, you know, we've, we're obviously reflecting on things that happened there at the start of the trip, etc. And I have a really quite a bad memory, I think. Um, <laughs> and I, I'm already kind of forgetting lots of things. And I know this is a very natural thing to happen. Um, and I'm trying not to kind of panic about it because it's just that's just life. But it's kind of yeah I guess it makes me really happy that we've been doing these podcasts because there's some kind of at least it's some way of capturing what we've done but definitely like losing some of the details not the people not our lovely hosts that we've met and all the friends we've made but just some of the the experiences from the saddle I think Mm. well for me uh if we're talking about these sorts of things I've been surprised at how routine our lives have been Mm. you know we ride eat sleep and you know, yeah. some to, to something that worries me because you know the, our lives were full of routine back in London. Mm. I didn't expect that they would be so routine back on the road. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When, while we're out on the road, and so I think we've got to think about ways that we can maybe break the routine. Yeah, I don't know. I think um, you probably cling to routines as a sort of um, proxy home. You know, routines make you feel comfortable. So when everything around you is changing it's comforting to know that the routine is always there but i i'm the same i didn't expect it to be i didn't expect to have so much to do like so little downtime like after we've got off the bike there's just this long list of things that you have to do and then you realize it's you know you're tired it's 10 30 at night and you should probably go to sleep and you didn't get a chance to read your book you didn't write in your journal you didn't you know just yeah. sit and drink yeah. a glass of wine and chat or yeah i mean in madrid we've been here this is our third or fourth day we haven't really done anything yet to see madrid we went out to a really great performance the other night of a little play in spanish and that was really exciting and cool <laughs> but that's we haven't really done much and because we've been sort of using this time to catch up on admin i, I don't really think it would be this much <laughs> but know. yeah a lot of our life goes on uh outside of the cycle tour mm-hmm. and yeah, we thought we were spending a lot of time on admin, but now, you know, with this week off, we're kind of, oh, we really know how much there is to do. Maybe we need to try and cut those little things back yeah. in some way. But the other thing, it, it did take me a while on this trip, I reckon, to wind down properly. You know, I don't know, I'm, I'm still too addicted to my phone. It's ridiculous, but I, I keep checking Twitter and the news sites and... I feel like I'm right up to date with what's happening in Greece at the moment. Mm. I kind of miss that a little bit, not being at work while all that is exploding. I I really think like the reason that you became a journalist is because you like to be the first to know and be in the loop and know the gossip and you're just really nosy. And I think being so out of the loop is a bit alien to you probably. It is a bit, but you know, I still, you know, I kind of thought I'd be living this hippie, hippie kind of lifestyle, you know, (laughs) and, um, and relax and stuff, but it's still, I'm still not as relaxed as I'd like to be, you know, not as sort of happy-go-lucky. You know, I, um, yeah, I'm getting stressed out by things when they don't go to plan. Mm. And, yeah, you just got to, like, don't worry, be happy, Mon, you know. <laughs> I'm trying to get him to, to do some meditation, but he's just very scorn. He's heaping the scorn on the meditation on you. Uh, well, I don't heap scorn on, on meditation. It sounds like a great idea, but... I don't know, I still haven't found time in my mind that I think I can do it. 
That's the that's all back to front anyhow. Anyway, it's anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and and one last little point was that um, this trip is definitely not as grueling as I expected oh, it to be. Yeah. You know, we're cycling along and, you know, the distances that we've covered, 4,000 um, kilometres, it sounds a lot, it is a lot, but really it hasn't been hard out. I mean, I expected to lose more weight. <laughs> Despite <laughs> so, the pastry eating. Exactly. I think um, I expected to... I don't know. I expected to be more tested than I have been, I thought. And, and you know, I, I'm kind of, as I'm saying it, I'm thinking don't speak too soon because obviously we're going to Mexico and you want to climb the Andes and there's lots of really tough things ahead of us probably. But um, at no point on the trip have I thought, I want to give up. I don't want to do this anymore. So Yeah, I, I still genuinely believe that, no, this sort of cycle touring is not out of anybody's reach. You know, you don't really need... To, we're not athletes in any way, shape... Well, you are. But no. no. <laughs> but no, yeah, we, are, we have become quite fit. But, you know, we didn't start off as being like, you know, out-and-out athletes and going to do this epic adventure. We're just riding our bikes. And, uh, you know, as long as you can ride a bike, I think you can, you can do this. Um, and, there's, you know, when you think about it, there's only been a couple of days on this trip where we've really had to dig deep you know, into our fitness stores. So it's been, we're going pretty well. So while we were, you know, thinking about um, how far we'd come and kind of wrapping up um, this part of the journey, we um, hit upon the idea of creating some um, a kind of a kind of awards, I guess, picking out bests and worsts. Um, so we came up with uh, some categories and then we individually selected um, our answers. And yeah, so I've got no idea what you've uh, selected, yeah. and nor you for me. Okay, all right. So, um, so yeah, let's start off with, is it favourite country? Yeah, so what is the favorite, what's your favourite country that we've been in so far? This is the big one, actually, because you're potentially going to offend uh, also all of our lovely friends we've met from other countries, from the countries that you haven't selected. So uh, what's your favourite country? Okay, for me, it's Portugal. Um, what about you? Well, mine is France, actually. Ooh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so for me, France, uh, it's a dream to cycle through France. And it is such an amazing country. It's so incredibly beautiful. And actually, it's also one of the, my probably biggest regret of this tour that we haven't spent more time there. Mm. You know, at that point, we didn't know how long this whole European bit was going to take. So we kind of rocketed through yeah. in a way. But, you know, we just had all, the, all that countryside, all those beautiful back roads, all that culture, all that scenery, the bakeries, the people. Yeah, <laughs> France. Are, yeah. And I know that I'm going to be spending time in France in the future. You know, we were sort of saying that the other day, you know, we may have not spent as much time as you like, but France is a country that as long as you're traveling, you're going to go back to. For me, Portugal, the people, the fact that we could slow down a bit and spend more time and explore it. The food's been incredible. Yeah, I just, and I, I didn't know anything about Portugal before I went. So that was, that was kind of exciting to learn something about a new country. So the next one is what's, of all the places that we've stayed, What's your favourite? Well, my favourite kind of overnight place um, was Rabanal del Camino. Oh. Yeah, what about you? <laughs> Mine is Castro Jerez. Oh, yeah. So both Spanish places. Yeah. So Castro Jerez for me is um, 
oh, it was such a beautiful ride to get there. And we went through the um, this San Anton where there these amazing old ruins. But then Castle Hades was like a like a little town in the desert or something. It was so pretty and the campsite was really outstanding too with lots of friendly people and that's where we met Johan. That's very true. <laughs> well Rabanal del Camino um, is a little town on a mountain um, and I liked it because we uh, met um, some shop owners and they allowed us to stay in the field next to their house and we chatted with them in Spanish all night and they gave us haircuts and <laughs> it was just really fun and just a kind of cool random experience so that's why I chose it. Okay so we've been pretty food obsessed so we've created some uh, food award categories. Mm-hmm. Okay, so first up, best meal. Okay, you go first. Okay. Well, well I, I mean, I so wonder if you're going to say this as well. Okay, I'll um, But for me, the best meal was in Limoges. Oh, that one. Jean yeah, Jean Doe and Michelle. We stayed at their house, warm showers. And um, <laughs> Michelle... Uh, she had just got in from being all day out, but then she still knocked out like this three or four course meal for us. <laughs> it was outstanding. And the apple tart for dessert yeah. and the wine. Oh my gosh. And the conversation. <laughs> it was a fantastic meal. And uh, yeah. And, uh, and so they have a, such a beautiful home as well. Yeah, really lovely home. And um, yeah, I, I, I thought that meal was great. There have been so many though. Well, the one that I chose was... Um, a delicious lunch with Rolando and Jose Maria in Porto. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just thought that that, I love the randomness of it, the fact that we just saw them on bikes and they just in, spontaneously invited us to their house. And then it was obviously, it was delicious and we had a great time. Yeah, oh, there's been so many, you know, like Gabriela's meal in um, in Portugal, Villa de Prado. Oh, there's just been so many fun ones. And, <laughs> and and basically all the ones with the warm showers hosts oh, yeah. are really special, so... Yeah, it's great. Okay, next one. Um, what's your best beer and wine? Um, I'm, I can't quite remember the details of this, but um, I really liked the beer that we had in Eindhoven. Um, do you remember that um, bar that we waited for Francine and Tynan? Oh, yeah, and we had Cafe a Wilhelm, Wilhelmina. Yeah, and they had a beer that was made around nearby or something. I liked that beer. Sorry, I can't be more specific. <laughs> <laughs> and my favourite wine was um, the wine that we shared with Eric and Catherine, the Sancerre. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah. Well, I, I for wine, I chose a Sancerre wine as well. Oh, did you? But I, I picked the wine that we shared with um, our American friends Johnny and Harry. Oh, yeah. yeah, and Harry came back from the restaurant with a beautiful bottle of white Sancerre That's wine, nice. and you know, and this is from a guy who he says white wines are rubbish, but it was, I mean. I, you know, the wine tasted great, but no, the chat was also really good, wasn't it? Yeah, well, that that's a massive part of enjoying wine. Um, so hang on, where were we for that? Was that Berger? No, no, no it was uh, Sonsauteur on the banks uh, of the yeah. River Loire. And, um, and so my one was in Bourges. Yeah, but, oh, but so many great wines as well. I mean, oh, yeah. let's not mention the Doudoff, but <laughs> yeah, so that was uh, for me. And very important, the best bakery. Okay. So what, what are we talking here, the best... No. We're talking the best nation of bakers. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, what did I choose? <laughs> okay. It's the Portuguese. <laughs> so the thing is, I had to weigh up when I was um, doing this as to um, what's more important to me, bread, because I think the French still make um, better bread. I think their baguettes are better. 
than the, uh, than the Portuguese. Portuguese have very nice roles, but still not still not in that French just say, category. But you the, should see Baden's face; he looks so serious. Well, this is a very serious issue. <laughs> but the Portuguese, I didn't expect them to be such great bakers, but. Oh my God, there are so many. I mean, no, you heard in the last episode all about the pastiche de natas. Oh, yes. But no, all those eggy pastries on the banks yeah. of the river in Amaran. Ovishmolish or whatever they call it. Uh, or just the the way things they do with the sugars and okay, oh my god, it back, I'm pulling it away. Okay, for me it's France, um, which is not a big surprise, and loads of people will agree that there's one panoraison which will forever <laughs> hold a place in my heart, and you know the one I'm talking about. Yeah, Bergerac, right? Yeah, yeah, that was a pretty damn good panoraison, man. Marks and Spencer, you got a lot to learn. Okay, um, so gear. Uh, we're going to do our best gear and worst gear. Okay, right. You. Okay, I'll go first. And this is a this is going to be seen as a cop out, but it's Shirley. I just can't look past my amazing Shirley long haul disc trucker. Um, I just feel like she's never going to let me down. And yeah, I'm getting kind of emotional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's pretty awesome. Uh, for me, the best gear are our Schwabler tires. Yeah. 4,000 kilometers, no punches, yeah, not even looking like a puncher. You don't even need to worry when you see glass on the road now. <laughs> you just like roll straight over it. Or, or when you go into a rough piece of road, doesn't matter. The Schwabler's handle it every single time. Yeah, okay, good point. Uh, worst gear for me, um, uh, two minds. I think it's the water purifier. Mm-hmm. Why do we bring that? I don't know. Europe has brilliant tap water. Yeah. Um, we didn't really need that. It's just been a weight in your bag, actually. Um, but... Yeah. I think that's just um, just an experience and just not thinking. We just weren't thinking when we put it in the pannier. Yeah, yeah. It, it's for like when you get water out of a river and it's got grit in the bottom of it. I mean, what? Why? Why would we? Why would we bring that? And then I had to carry it the whole way. What about you? Uh, for me, it's um, the biologic recharge. Um, so we have dyno hubs on the front um, wheel and we bought this little uh, thing that stores the power they generate and um, we kind of had high hopes but they've actually been really disappointing. One of them sort of fell apart but it seems to have come back to life but we're not sure if it actually works and the other one that does work doesn't really, it charges I think like not even one device after it's full. So um, so yeah, we've got a new piece of kit to hopefully take care of that. But yeah, a little bit disappointing. I should also say that we're in a back garden and the neighbours have a baby. So that's what you can hear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, the next one was going to be worst shower. Okay, so my worst shower was, um, and I think you know what I'm going to say, the ghost camp in Viana do Costello. <laughs> Bingo. Yeah, did you do the yeah, same? Yeah, yeah, it's the worst one. Um, <laughs> I mean, the, uh, the actual shower itself, uh, it was still pretty bad. I mean, water did come out of it and we got wet and we were able to clean ourselves. That okay. That's a bonus. Yeah. But, I mean, um, you were so, we were the only people in the campsite, basically. The men's shower room had... Um, punched holes through the doors and the cubicles yeah. and loads and of graffiti. graffiti yeah yeah, and it was just pretty gross and there were no um what do you call them shower roses on any of them so they were just like t- rusty taps spewing out water let's just put it this way i didn't want to go into the shower without baden coming in and showering in the cubicle next to me because i was frightened <laughs> <laughs> what about you what's your was that yours yeah that's oh, me okay as well. yeah, all right yeah. okay so we do have a bingo that's quite good yeah. uh worst fight you know, this was really hard because I can't really remember any 
really bad ones. Okay. But you say what yours is, and I think I I think I probably know what you mean. Okay. Well, I actually have two. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the first one is, and I'm not sure I've got the town right. When we were going to Sargun. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I got frustrated with you and like screamed in your face. Yeah, I, I can't really. Re- I mean, yeah, I think that was um, same for me. But you know what? <laughs> I can't remember what that was even about. I remember screaming, you don't listen to me! Yeah, it must have been something on um, (laughs) directions or something. I love that you now can't remember what it was about as though you weren't listening to me even after I screamed, (laughs) you don't listen to me. The other one that I thought was in Porto. Porto? Oh! (laughs) Yeah, sort of creative differences on the old podcast, wasn't it? (laughs) Oh, yeah, I've forgotten about that. I mean, Jesus. You really like to, you know, just repress any memories of ill feeling between us. That's okay. <laughs> okay, what's next? Okay, the next, uh, it's only three more to go. Hardest day. Um, okay, I've got here, and I'm not sure, sh- again, this is my bad memory. I'm not sure I've got the right day. The wind day into Leon. Yeah, I chose that one too. Oh, it's, yeah, Sargon to Leon. We had the t- a taste of this headwind uh, the day before. In the after, like in the morning, was really amazing going from Castel Hades to mm-hmm. uh, to our lunch spot. But then when we went uh, for the rest of the way uh, into Sargon, it was a horrible wind. But then the next day was even worse because the roads were terribly boring, and it was just like a headwind in the face, non non inspiring scenery. It sort of picked our spirits picked up a little bit when we got towards Lyon. But man, that was a tough day. Also, I I remember when we arrived at the gates of the campsite and I had said, I'm not riding any more than X number of Ks. And we arrived at the campsite with like 0.1, like 100 metres left on, you know. So I was like, oh, we've arrived just in time before the, you know, moment where I was going to just throw my bike in a tantrum. And the campground was closed for the season. It hadn't opened yet and it was all locked up. Oh, my God. So then we had to cycle another 10K or something (laughs) into central Leon to find a hostel. Okay. Um, And then best climb. Okay. Um, I chose the climb on the Camino de Santiago up to the Cruz Ferro. Yeah, that was really nice. Did you? No. What did you choose? <laughs> there have been so many, but one that really stood out, and I just remember keeps that I kept saying wow the whole time, and was when we climbed out of Sancerre up the Loire Valley, um, and we're looking back over the river and the vineyards, and it was a really beautiful day, but the climb itself was really steep. Oh, yes. So we got up the top, and it was like a real good sense of accomplishment that we made it there, but the views were outstanding. Yeah. But there, are, there have been there have been a lot of really yeah. good ones. Yeah. Uh, and the best road for you? Um, for me, the best road, um, the one that I enjoyed the most that I could recall, was um, there have been so many, um, the road from Bayona down to Agarda. Yeah, um, on the Galician coast. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I couldn't separate uh, three, and that was one of them. That yeah. was really beautiful. Bayona, down the Galician coast to the border, the, with the river with Portugal, the Minho, mm. um, that, that's the border between Spain and Portugal. So that road down to there was outstanding, a Lo- cycle lane. Yeah, lots of it was on cycle lanes, and also we kept dipping off the main road through little villages, and the weather was beautiful, and it felt like... I remember riding through a huge kind of um, swathe of eucalyptus trees and it just felt quite magical. Mm. For me, I'm going with the N222. Mm. 
Uh, it was this Your beautiful, favorite. yeah, <laughs> the old N two two two. It's a beautiful road, or as I used to, was saying in uh, Portugal, the N Deutsch Deutsch Deutsch. It was um, uh, along the Douro River and the landscapes, the the you know coming in now the river. It was beautiful, and the last one, the last one of our awards of the European leg of our adventure, the most epic moment. What was it for you? Um, for me, I have chosen uh, the descent from the Cruz Ferro. So um, we met up with Johan, our old cycling buddy, and um, shared a special moment, obviously, at the Iron Cross on the top of this giant mountain that I can't remember the name of. Um, and then when we descended, um, it was exhilarating and euphoric and so beautiful and it was so nice to do it with Johan and it felt like I was flying so that's my most epic moment and I don't know how long we were going downhill but it was a long time and I think my ears popped twice yeah my my epic moment seems lame next to that that's probably more epic <laughs> I, I, I thought for me I thought the bit when we um, cycled through those narrow cobble streets of Santiago de Compostela to arrive in the, the main square outside the big church there. Yeah. That's cool, you know, so many pilgrims you know, had, um, you know, done that before and people crawled across their bleeding knees on that same sort of piece of turf and to cycle in there and think about that. And also, you know, we gave each other a big hug. It felt like a good sense of achievement and it was just like a nice moment, wasn't it? And we yeah. got that uh, the round of applause from that French tour group. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I thought that was just a really nice moment. Time to look forward and we are preparing for Cuba and Central America, so we thought we would focus on that for our next podcast. Um, so we'll be in Cuba by the time we put that online. And in actual fact, I think we will be in Cuba by the time this one comes out. So Yeah, we probably will be by the time we get around to editing this. And yeah, uh, yeah we'll be in Cuba. And uh, the next leg, I'm going to be cycling there, uh, and you're going to continue uh, holidaying. Well, I'm just going to go cycling in the Pina de Rio province, mm -hmm. and you're going to hang out with your parents. Yeah. Well, we're going to both hang out with your parents. So yeah. I'm not es escaping the in-laws or anything. I think you are. <laughs> Sheila and Alan are going to be meeting us in Havana, and then the three of us are going to go off, three amigos, go and do some exploring. So, yeah, it should be good. I think that's us uh, for this podcast. Thank you very much for listening. We'd love to know how you are and where you are. So you can email us, you? at gmail.com, or you can hit to our blog howareyouwhereareyou.com and post a comment under the podcast um, on the blog we also have a couple of links for subscribing to the podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes um, do share it and um, please rate us on iTunes we would love to have five stars and if you want to like us on SoundCloud you could do that too um, you can get Baden at Baden C on Twitter and Baden Cycling Instagram thanks as always to the lovely Callum Campbell for the original and brilliant music on our podcast and we will catch you soon Bye.